How are you, Dato? <laughs> hey, hi. Hi, Kai. How are you? We're good. We're good. So we're Kai and Kai. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be interesting. <laughs> so we're going to go straight into the... The, the 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 heart of the matter and uh, f- first of all we we should welcome you to the Shangri-La Art Podcast mm, this is a thank you uh, project that we organize or we put together in conjunction with the first Singapore uh, gallery weekend which is happening mm. today, you know uh, since yesterday today and tomorrow and we thought you know to bring together amazing people that we know and we've worked with one way or another to share experiences you know and of course you have always been on my mind <laughs> since oh. I left Singapore. <laughs> 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 so, can you tell us what made you leave Singapore? First of all, let's get that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's a tough one. Um, honestly, honestly, when when I grew up, I I was very much influenced by the Malay entertainment world mm-hmm. or entertainment world, uh, um, TV entertainment world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I when I uh, started um, getting myself involved in the theater scene mm-hmm. as an actor, as a director, mm-hmm. uh, we had a lot of. Uh, troops or guests coming in from Malaysia. Mm. So there we see a lot of uh, different directors bringing in the likes of uh, Salina, Harihari Tarahir, Chora Saniman. Mm-hmm. And then when I travel, I, I like traveling upwards to, to Kuala Lumpur, Tungganu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that exposure somehow um, built that that affinity with between me and, and the scene. Mm-hmm. And and as a TV actor uh, and someone who wants to, because initially I've always wanted to be a film director, mm-hmm. so that was my my target. I want to be a film director, mm-hmm. and and then I also saw my pioneers in the entertainment world with regards to like uh, Ramli Sareb and mm-hmm. Dato M Nasir. Mm-hmm. So they they've made that migration and spend more time in KL. Mm-hmm. So I did I, I did basically the same thing mm-hmm. and. And eventually, I had to make that call mm-hmm. whether I want to use Malay, uh, whether it's Malaysia or Singapore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I chose Malaysia because I felt that that language-wise is mm-hmm. closer to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I understand the nuances. I understand the cultural uh, connotation to, to the language I use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. May, may I may I also share with uh, listeners here that mm-hmm. you know I've never shared this publicly. I think you know only amongst friends. But you mm-hmm. are the reason why I got into art. Wow! <laughs> I mean, really, really, you know, when I, I I did not look at you know any famous international artists or anything like that. But you know, you I turn on mm-hmm. my TV. You are on TV. I okay. read the Sunday papers, uh, Brita Minggu, the Malay papers on Sunday. Your poems are there. You know, mm-hmm. on other days there'll be articles about you on the uh, because you are in theater or you're on TV. You know, the upcoming <laughs> thing. And then when I go and watch theater, you are the lead actor. And then when I go to the uh, substation to see exhibitions, and then it's your show. 
And when I when I started to get to know this thing called Lasal and Nafa, and then you are that cohort with artists like Zai Kuning and yeah. you know like uh, Ama Abu Bakar, like really amazing artists, you know. So it's like this guy is amazing, you know what else, right? You know, like can he not do? And that's what I said, you know, when you left Singapore, I was really really sad. Uh, oh. <laughs> you know, for, for everybody else, you know, so to put also another context to this, right? Uh, Datuk Karulanwa is the artist behind one of Singapore's most important contemporary art historical piece of work, which is the Three Thermos Flash. So this is the guy that caused all the people. <laughs> and then, you know, so he was a conceptual contemporary artist at that time, you know, uh, even though he was mm-hmm. working in so many mediums, which I rarely see today with, you know, artists of today. Do, do, do you have a comment on why do you think that is so? Uh, I think the reason why I went into different forms, uh, no, I have different reasons for every form that I, I get myself into. Mm-hmm. For example, um, why I got myself into finance or at least registered myself in LASA mm-hmm. was was for for because I needed a tertiary education to, to enable me to pursue the filmmaking that I have always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I and then my O levels actually, I mean the results quite bad. <laughs> so <laughs> really, really bad. So I, I need to find another uh, door mm-hmm. to enable me to get a tertiary certificate or diploma. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and then I saw I saw this option. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember in my primary school I drew a lot. And I was I was like an A student in the arts and craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it, there were cases when some of my friends couldn't finish their work, right? So they said, yeah, hit other craft. Okay, give it to me. So I will finish other parts of work. But but it's more about wanting to do it, and I like doing it. I mm-hmm. not I'm, I wasn't sure whether I I was really really good at it, mm-hmm. but I knew I enjoyed it. So so then I said, okay, let's try La Sala. Mm-hmm. And my when I went to to that school to register, the first person I met was Zai Kuning. Mm. Zai Kuning was at the at the canteen. I remember this. I had this conversation with him. So I said, "Oh, there's another mud rocker in <laughs> in the school. <laughs> Someone I can relate to." Yeah. Um, and then we started chatting, and then he said, "Oh yeah, come, come, come." And then we, I was showing him some 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 of my drawings and stuff mm. like that. And I said. Hey, if you if you really want to get into the school, you want to use some of my drawings, tell me lah. <laughs> so, so we we actually like okay, you um then uh, I had an appointment, so I actually went to the school and then he went through my work and said yeah actually okay really lah, no need to use my. <laughs> so that, that was how I built that relationship with Zai Kuning and 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 I I had some precious uh, moments um, with with him during the three years He's, he was one year my jun- uh, my senior mm-hmm. uh, so I remembered him as as a very strong uh, ceramic student mm-hmm. and and yeah there's so many other stories mm-hmm. did, did you ever imagine yourself you know I mean you uh, you work a lot I think behind the scene in mm. producing films now in Malaysia. 
you know, but yes. you ever imagine yourself from an artist from Singapore at LaSalle and then where you are right now as CEO of uh, Prima? Media, uh, Media, uh, Media Prima. Media Prima, yeah. So I think it's, it's the same, uh, um, the same attitude I, 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 about wanting to do things, mm-hmm. wanting to make things. So when I, when I went to LaSalle, I was already, I was, I was an actor. I liked acting. And then with LaSalle, I developed a new a ways of telling or stories on stage and devising pieces. I think, Kai, I think if you still remember, we did, uh, uh, we did like, uh, what was the piece? With true stories. Yeah, true stories. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we devise, devise things just to, to, there wasn't, it's not about, it wasn't, yeah. Also, yeah. So, yeah. so it's about way, experimenting. What, what Dato is talking about is a, play if I may describe it as such that I acted in yes I also did it was really an enlightening experience you know I was super excited to work on that because uh, Dr. Carol just returned from Australia at that time from school yeah, yeah and yep. I was like okay if I'm gonna have a chance to work with this guy whatever it is you know like Uh, so, for example, in that play, our costume, we had one costume and everybody had the same costume, which was <laughs> a white swim cap, swimming goggle. We were topless <laughs> and wearing like a white dhoti fabric on our waist, you know, like that was it. <laughs> yeah. I think, see, it's, it's about... It's about uh, challenging certain norms, um, about putting putting uh, a piece in a different format. Mm-hmm. We decided to to stage it at substation, mm-hmm. uh, and then we devise pieces as a short se- segmented pieces that doesn't have a, a underlying story that that um, tie in from one piece to another. Mm-hmm. Uh, And, but that's that's what um, I felt that the audience that comes in, that walks into an art gallery would be uh, would be able to accept that this is not a narr- um, narratives that they have seen before or they're familiar with. So they are they're more uh, able to accept uh, you know experimentations. Mm. Um, yeah. So so. So I got myself into I I've never never thought that I would would go this far. Uh, it was just from one one journey that led into another journey. So when I went to Malaysia, I started directing. I used I used whatever skills I have in in the TV format um, as a sitcom director. I was trained under uh, with um, MediaCorp then. Um, We did under one roof, so I was one of the uh, producers with under one roof, and then I learned that technique and and brought it to Malaysia, and then and because I wanted to, I just lived in Malaysia and and explore the industry, mm-hmm. and then from one point led to another. Mm-hmm. And Doctor, okay, how has all of that kind of filtered into being a CEO and running a business? I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is quite a funny story because I, I I like to I like to plan 
what I do, or rather, when I hit, uh, or say for example, at, at the age of 30, I said to myself, okay, what do I want to do for the next 10 years? Mm-hmm. And then when I, when I hit 40, I said, okay, I've, I've produced, I've directed a drama series, I've, direct, I've created sitcoms in Malaysia and it was quite successful. I've directed award shows uh, and, and, and I felt, okay, 40 to 50, what do I do? So I decided to dive into the corporate side of uh, broadcasting because I was frust- I was frustrated with with the thinking process behind the people who run channels mm. <laughs> who run TV TV stations <laughs> so maybe maybe they need some some innovation or someone who can throw throw a spanner into the works and and see how it can grow mm. so so that's that's what that was the uh, the the reason why I joined I joined TV stations because I I didn't like the people I dealt with. <laughs> <laughs> but was there a way of thinking like from your training as an artist and actor yeah. that has helped you? Yes, yes, definitely, because because as I mean in in my in throughout the experience that I went through as an actor, director, stage, TV, um, understanding audience and customers was what the, the corporate side was all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and, and what I, what, what I bring to the table was, uh, the ability to craft as an artisan, uh, to create certain experience for the viewer, mm. so that that experience, I mean, I started like um, from from the age of eighteen. Mm. So eighteen to when I hit forty, I had enough uh, experience to be able to judge uh, whether a, a concept would work or not, and what would be the best treatment to deliver a certain product to to the customers that we we target. Mm. So, learning about the customer was very quick for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but creating the product was was my strength. Mm. Uh, when other other corporate players wasn't able to adjust with the very fast changing uh, broadcast uh, industry or content industry. Mm. Uh, so that ability or that experience, lah. I mean, I again, I don't know whether I was. I mean, like like how um, how I discovered about art in primary school. I don't know whether I I'm good at it or not, but I know I like doing it, and I don't mind spending time thinking and finding solution. Mm. And and I think as as an artist, uh, half of the things you do is to find solution aesthetically, mm-hmm. finding solutions narratively. Mm. Uh, but in the corporate sector, it's about finding solution in in the business side. But the ability to have creative thinking and innovation mm. uh, is a, is is a practice that wasn't there, there's no school mm. that actually teach you. Mm. I, I think another quality that you have, you know, that also I think make it work. Uh, really well in the way you work with uh, directors of TV, you know, like uh, films and the actors, even the crew, is the fact that you came from a background as an artist, so you understand mm. your suffering, you know? 
Like mm. You can speak with them and like, you know, you're not another CEO who will not understand when an actor says, you know, I have no money to survive mm. next month. Or do you think mm. that's a big factor? You know, you have that empathy. Mm. Yeah. And also, uh, I, I would, I mean, as a, as a CEO, it's all about finding uh, new revenue streams mm. so that it will open up the industry uh, wider mm. and that everybody will be able to earn mm. a living. Mm. For example, one of, a, one of one initiatives I did in Malaysia was, because I love comedy coming from under one roof, mm. so I understand it. I understand the structure mm-hmm. um, of telling a, a, a joke. Mm-hmm. When when I look at um, the, I, I have my my comic heroes in in Malaysia like Arbado, mm-hmm. um, Jamal Shadad, mm-hmm. and it saddened me when 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 I see them coming in and out as a filler mm-hmm. for for singers. Mm-hmm. So then I said to myself, I said, no, 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 no. I think as a as a comedian, the the journey and the material that they have to go through is, uh, or, or they have to they have to work on the, uh, uh, the material that has to be current and and they can't repeat. Mm-hmm. Unlike a singer, when they they can use the same song and sing in ten different different sessions. Mm-hmm. So so I decided to start. Uh, looking for, uh, we created a, a, um, a reality talent reality competition mm-hmm. um, for for comedians, and and from that day until where we are today, mm-hmm. uh, we have the, the, the today we get the singers to come in in between the comedians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have managed that, and then we have we have managed. I I, I mean, some of the comedians that we discovered. Um, are now earning six figures a month wow. in Malaysia. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so that's 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 interesting, and I think that's what what um the 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 combination of of my journey as an artist as a mm. producer mm. and now in the corporate side, mm. understanding how 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 the money side of things work. Mm. Uh, pulling in um, the resources mm-hmm. and creating the right product. Mm. I think that's what it is. That's no, just have, my job now. I have one really burning question. That <laughs> okay. I need to ask you this, you know. Uh, okay. You know, with all your experience, I think it, uh, yeah, I mean, Malaysia or whether anywhere else you would have done this, right? I mean, Mm-hmm. It is a place, but the fact that you went up from being an artist, you know, and you were—I know you as a poet, as an actor, as a director, and all this—and and then now CEO of a, a TV station, you know, and not just one channel, right? Various mm-hmm. under that station. I wonder if you could imagine yourself as a director of an art museum. Or CEO uh, of an arts council, you know, oh. next because can you get done with TV already and then move back to visual? That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Because um, 
apart from running running the the TV stations and a film company, mm-hmm. um, I I'm also involved in a lot of uh, uh, foundations or um, creative. Um, here we have this. We have. I'm a chairman of Chendana. Chendana is about. Uh, a, we we set it up to to find um, innovative ways mm-hmm. to pool resources so that we can make KL mm-hmm. uh, a, a a better place mm-hmm. uh, culturally and also in the art. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we 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 lobbied the Ministry of Finance and all the other ministries mm-hmm. to park some money with Chandana and then we conduct workshops and development programs. Uh, uh, I so at the moment we we work with also other agencies like uh, Think City uh, Malaysia. Um, to, to make places like Pataling Street a hip place for the younger ones. Mm. We, did, we did art in the city uh, and trying, again, bringing, bringing our knowledge about uh, Malaysia uh, or the people of Malaysia, understanding the customers and, okay, this is what they, they want and they need and then find, find a common ground where we can grow together. Mm. It has to be fluid. It cannot be... Uh, we decided not to 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 make it very rigid like a festival, mm-hmm. but we wanted it to be uh, on the at the street level, mm-hmm. at the uh, uh, event level, mm-hmm. and then maybe slowly grow it to a festival level. Mm-hmm. But we, what we wanted to do is to get Malaysians to to interact with with such activities and also what they see on the streets. Say, for example, murals on on uh, on the streets of Pataling Street. By by having those murals, people care, put some care to the place. Mm-hmm. So you tend to, you know, uh, look after the place better. Mm-hmm. So those, those are things that I'm also involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, to answer your question, <laughs> I, I've never thought of it. <laughs> I've never thought of it. Like, but again, uh, I, I have this new, uh, but yeah, why not? I mean, something to think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the bigger question is the future of physical spaces. La, that mm-hmm. is what we are thinking about now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in the film side, cinemas are closed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the future of cinema is is in question. Mm. Uh, Digital, uh, sorry, online cinema is maybe the way to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm I'm building a cinema online platform mm. for for Malaysia as well to to find avenues for the producers to to put up their work, and you never know. Mm-hmm. Like like home shopping, right, uh, or online shopping. Uh, so the revenue stream is um, people are familiar, and I think chances of um, earning revenue from cinema online is probably the way to go. Mm. Do you sense that there will be a demand given channels like Netflix, you know, we're, we're quite used to going online now for Amazon Prime, yeah. but especially for local content, you know, whether it's specifically Singaporean content or Malaysian content, are you mm. sensing a, a demand there or something that you didn't expect? I think once you understand the context of uh, the audience that that's available in each country, say for example, um, Netflix or the OTT players in 
in the, a country like Malaysia. Um, so the the entry level, you have to pay a certain amount to subscribe. And then the content available are mostly international content that requires a certain... Uh, um, um, in, in the Malay term, it's called cita rasa, which is taste buds. You know, you, yeah, your taste. You, you're familiar with a, um, a, a foreign film. Mm. Uh, say today, Korean content is easily accepted. Right. Mm. But but when I remember the, those days when I was running a TV channel on in Astro, we get, we got Korean content for free. Mm. because they wanted to promote Korean content. Mm. Korea wanted to promote their content. Yeah. Mm. So, 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 but today, Korean content uh, are blue chip. Yeah? We, you have to pay a lot of money for it. Mm. Um, so, to, in every country, uh, local context or local content is still very, very important, especially country like Malaysia and Indonesia. Mm. I, I believe Singapore too. Um, uh uh, so local content is still very much relevant as you can see I mean what we I can see in Malaysia you have the Netflix of the world and Disney Plus coming uh, but you also have the we also have the likes of Aichi which is from China China OTT players they came in and said okay I want all your local content and it's showing very positive results to to these players so competition is good for everyone mm. uh, so then there's choices mm. and then you then design your your platform mm. targeting a certain uh, market segment mm. um, it's like mama versus a cafe uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, 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 it's the same thing you sit down to chat yeah. and then you, uh, a drink is just a reason for the chat right. mm. The, the other thing I want to talk about, I, I always want to bring this back to visual arts. <laughs> okay. The, the fact that, you know, uh, when we sort of reconnected a couple of years ago and then I had discovered that uh, Dato' Kairul is also a triathlete, you know, competing in the oh, okay. Ironman races, which he said it was unexpected that he himself you know, did that. But at the same time, you know, now he is... Quite seriously, I think running his mm. own studio, practicing again as a painter. Mm. Yeah. So you can't let go, right? It's calling yeah. you back. So how do you see yourself, you know, now in your position and then, you know, you are painting again and then I know that you can... <laughs> For example, if anybody, if you follow Datuk's uh, Instagram feed, you see he gets visited by not just celebrities, but also artists and art critics, you know. So, mm. it's, it's serious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, okay. Yeah, um, how do you see yourself, you know, doing these things? See, what got me back was when when they, they uh, or National Art Gallery decided to or they found me <laughs> I was I was quietly quietly visiting I remember this um, uh, going to Iskandar Jalil's exhibition, solo exhibition in National Gallery yeah. then I bumped to 
to this this guy. He said to me, he said, "Are you Kairul Anwar?" I said, "Okay, this guy must be very young because he he do, he he don't recognize me as the the actor." <laughs> so, so so then Syed Hafiz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then we connected, and then and then he then connect me to to the people in National Art Gallery yeah. because they were looking for that piece. Yeah. Um, That got me, or rather, got my interest about um, got my interest in painting again. Mm. Uh, I've always loved that process uh, of making uh, of making things, lah. Making uh, a painting, or is is the idea of you know diving into spaces and trying to find connection trying to solve this problem uh, a visual problem uh, and also at the same time running away from from my daily work lah <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and again you know one 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 small step it, it grew bigger and then i just keep building on it mm. uh, from a small a4 paper to to now you know six by six mm. um, piece uh, piece and and from a small apartment studio to a, a house mm. and and what is also interesting is the power of social media mm. that that got this this activity uh, the speed of this activity even faster and then plus during covid i had i had more time to to or during the lockdown i had more time to actually focus and i spend more uh, hours in 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 making or in painting or in spending the time in the studio but that i use my triathlon training very much like how i use Uh, okay, let me let me explain to you why I got myself into triathlon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so you know I miss theater. Uh, the the whole idea of preparing as an actor, preparing yourself for a theater yeah. theater performance. Yeah. So you have one date. Uh, your show is on X date, and then you start building, you start rehearsing. You train, you train, 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 train until. And I think that uh, triathlon is is very much that that same process. Mm. You have a date. You you know you need to swim, and then you you bike, and then you run, mm. and then you have a certain distance for each uh, discipline mm-hmm. of sport. Mm. And and it's about spending time for each discipline, mm. uh, and how much time you put into that 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 training will be. The result during the race, mm-hmm. like theater, the more you rehearse, the more you understand. Mm. Uh, so I did the same with the uh, when during during MCO because I can't train for triathlon. Mm. So I spend time. Okay, I'll I'll spend three hours a day painting. Yeah. I'll just spend in the studio and and get myself busy, mm. and and slowly you 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 get stronger. Uh, like your 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 thought process because you have you have a mental memory and you have your emotional memory yeah. uh, that was what i was uh, i was aiming for mm-hmm. trying to bring back that emotional memory of the past and then trying to 
trying to strengthen that that thought process. Okay, why why am I here now in terms of that piece of work? Mm. Uh, reconnecting. So I, I find that whole process very exciting. Mm. Um, and and that is something that I couldn't find uh, in the corporate world mm. or even in making film. Mm. Because yeah, making film, the best part of making a film is in the writing process, not so much in the making process. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm beginning to get very, um, very uh, impatient with, with shoots. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you, I mean, since you've done all these different disciplines, right, in your thought process, do you compartmentalize, like when you're an actor, this is the way you you think a certain way and then when you're doing film uh, when you're doing writing it's another mm. way or, and when you mm. work it's another thing so is there a distinction between art and life for you or mm. do they all kind of feed into each other in a very organic way because of your art training and, and this creative process that you've always had um, with acting and and painting, I I do find um, similarities in how I use my body. <clears throat> As an actor, you yeah, I use my whatever that that I have. I mean, your voice, your your body, your emotions, experience, memories uh, as part of your that you you put to the piece. Uh, so to make it. Um, believable or at least people can connect with you when you perform mm. so then that that experience is what the audience walk away and say wow I, I really like that that piece mm. uh, so painting I, I I think there is some a similarity to it in terms of when I paint um, the because I I work with abstract and mm. and the the brush strokes and the 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 drama if I want to call it or the action <laughs> yeah I, I I I will have uh I will bring in some some story or personal memories to it mm. or emotions to it um. And and then when you step back, and then suddenly you you start to you, you will turn into the the producer mind and and start looking at it differently. But in the act of making, you have to I I carry the actor's experience to uh into that process. Wow. Yeah. So uh, same goes with with um with sport. Mm. I find. When I when I cycle in a race, mm. bringing emotional memories will give you extra energy. Mm. At least fifteen to twenty percent of your energy will come from when you trigger your emotions. Mm. This is quite quite interesting. I I discovered because because I'm an, uh, as an actor, you you know how to you know switch on certain. Uh, uh, you know, not points, right? Mm. So I, I switch on some memories about my, I don't know, my my youth or my father, my late father. It just gives you that that different energy that suddenly comes to you, and then okay, yeah. Apart from your gels and your <laughs> power bars and all that, but I, so yeah, you use whatever you have uh, to to go through. Mm. Amazing. So we, you know, I think we come 
towards the end of our conversation today, sadly. Mm-hmm. You know, we have we are going to go on until 4 a.m. today. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So this is quite an epic uh, podcast marathon. Said, said well done, man. Well done. It's it's not twelve to twelve. It's yeah. twelve to four. Yeah. <laughs> would you would you leave us with one? You know, really, mm. you know, some advice. You know, mm. because mm. You know, you're the master. <laughs> <laughs> to ask you this, could you leave us an advice? The words of for wisdom. artists, especially yeah. you know, for artists. Huh? Yeah. I think, uh, I think when we grew up, we read a lot about the artists uh, of the past, mm-hmm. art history, and then as as a young artist, you get you get uh, attracted to the heroes mm-hmm. that the the story of the heroes that is being told to you. Mm-hmm. But I think the moment you can, the the faster you can drop. Um, trying to be them mm-hmm. and try uh, and solve what you are facing today mm-hmm. i think the better for everyone yeah. because mm-hmm. the industry the industry requires um collective minds mm-hmm. but if if some of the uh, if we are too far apart uh then you you won't get that energy together to move forward mm-hmm. uh i think finding uh, uh, that collect or uh, 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 finding the ra- the same same uh, starting point mm-hmm. and having a collective uh, rather where do you want to go mm-hmm. setting you know three year target so two year target or even how do you survive uh, two thousand twenty and going to twenty twenty one that that conversation has to be to be uh, aggressive uh, and you have to put a lot of attention to it mm-hmm. and and drop uh, it's okay I mean when we have too many differing views sometimes it get very distracting mm-hmm. you, you it's better to have the common common view and move forward one step better than arguing and not making any move at all mm-hmm. that that's my yeah. agree yeah. thank you so mm-hmm. much Dato thanks guys have a great yeah. and weekend and thank you I can't wait to go back yeah yeah I can't wait to go back to Singapore yes, <laughs> we'll yes, yes. yes thank you thank we can you. travel thank you so much yeah. thank you so much bye, bye. bye.